relationships I go through And I gave it all away Just so I could say that But I know, I know, I know, I know Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages Welcome to Just Another White Guys Podcast On the Road Edition Live, well, kind of (laughs) Coming to you post Gentlemen of the Road And what a two days it was with me, as always, my life partner, best friend, <laughs> oh, barf. the one and only Nikki Jones. Thank you. So happy to be here. Oh, welcome back to the Jogapod. <laughs> chip, chip, cheerio. <laughs> We're all Britishy. We got some Britishness. Right. We got some British culture all up in our business. Word. So here we are, post Gentleman of the Road. Yes. I can't believe that it's over. I know, like we waited for so long, and then it's like, it's all just, it's done now. It seems very sad. It's all disappeared. You know what's annoying is that you mic checked way louder, and then you get into your dulcet tones, and it messes it all up, so I got to turn you up. Oh, sorry. Why why you ruin everything? (sighs) Do you see the abuse I have to take? Just keep keep not talking. Thanks. I'm, I'm here to help. So, no, I'll talk really loud so that it <laughs> You suck. I hate you. I'm breaking up with you. Nope. You just said you hated me. That's too far. Yeah, I do hate you. Oh. It just just in that moment, like for like that two seconds, not for reals. <laughs> what is that look? That is you're gonna get an ass whooping look. That is the you may have had a chance to have sex with me, but now you definitely don't. <laughs> so the window has closed, <sighs> sir. Heartbreak once again on vacation. Mm, sad day. What will I ever do? Boo hiss. It's it it was an incredible weekend. It really was. I gotta say, going back going back to Thursday, it was so damn hot here. Mm-hmm. Like Almost insufferably hot. Yeah, like not quite Oklahoma hot, but close enough that it sucked. I think we probably would have had more fun and hung out downtown a little bit more if it wasn't quite so hot. Yeah. Because we got, well, you got a little drunk. Yeah, I didn't really. Just not not like sloppy or anything, but it, it pushed. The, I think the little bit of wine plus the lot of heat and plus not the no that much sleep. sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really did us in. Yeah. So that was kind of a bummer because I think it would have been fun maybe to hang out a little bit more downtown. And part of the problem, too, is there wasn't a lot of spaces, places to like sit yeah. that was anywhere near a band because so, there were benches and stuff. So we could have sat, but they were just kind of in the middle of a block. So it wasn't really by where anything that was really happening. So I don't know. I mean, it, there was a lot of standing then. or I mean, I guess we could have stayed at that little wine bar thing we were at, but I mean, we needed pizza, so... So when we last left you, we were about to head out, head out, literally leave from our hotel, walk outside and get on a bus and uh, make the journey to the gentleman of the road grounds. I have to say, overall, I was pretty impressed with the way the whole event was handled mm-hmm. uh, by we bought the package. So what do you do you think it was worth it to, to do all the stuff that yes. came with that? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to quantify that, but it was really nice to not... Because like, thinking about how far we had to walk from the bus just to get in, 
like had we had to park and then walk like that was a long ass walk so it would have been pretty far I think. yeah the first thing that came to mind was the ralphie may bit black man with a golf cart <laughs> black man with a golf cart for reals Is so so yeah like i liked having the bus take us in and there were so many roads that were closed in in walla walla that you couldn't really get around so it would have been tricky, I think, to do much driving down there and to find a which, spot Which close. we found out about. I mean, it was tricky to, to get anywhere. Yeah, because on Thursday night it was hard to get anywhere. And it was hard for the buses to get anywhere, too, because they kind of kept changing their routes and stuff to try and get there. So. so we got there. I was a little annoyed, though, that it said that doors... On the first email that I got, it said everything opened at 4 right. and music was at 5. The poster says... 4.30 and 5.30. Yeah. So that uh, that I was a little bit annoyed about because I think it would have been easier to just have taken the 5 o'clock bus and, you know, because there was a huge line anyway. So by the time the 5 o'clock bus got there, probably would have been... But have we not taken the... What time did we take? 3.30 bus? The 3.30 that, bus. So if we went to have taken the 3.30 bus, then we went to met our Las Vegas friends who inadvertently let us chat and cut with them this is and true. cut into lines so then we didn't have to go all the way to the back of the freaking line but if we got there an hour and a half later there may not have been much of a line for us to wait in we could have just walked in however we may have not gotten the sweet tree spot that we right got. yeah we had a pretty good spot the first night actually we had a good spot both yeah we did pretty good so let's talk about the first night we saw we were there for all of the bands that played friday night um that was uh, jack garrett uh, James, Vincent McMorrow, Dawes, and of course, Foo Fighters. Yeah, pretty much we could have just been there for Dawes and Foo Fighters, and that would have been fine for me. I didn't hate the first guy. Like, I thought he was okay. It just wasn't really like a live show. I mean, yeah. he was dynamic. I mean, he was very into it, and like, you know, he was he was moving a lot and stuff, but like, maybe it's just the he kind was, of music, because it's like a rock techno he was, sort of he a He was a techno-y rock Ed Sheeran without the finished product show yeah like he had because that's what he was going for it right. with a little bit more equipment um ed is just his guitar and a loop pedal and, yeah and that where he was a guitar an electric guitar and a piano and, and that i think did he have a little drum thing yeah yeah well i think he was doing that on his keyboard it's hard to tell though because we were kind of i mean you couldn't really get a good view of it because it was so windy that they couldn't put the screens up on friday night so we I mean, we were pretty close to the stage, but not really close enough to really be able to see. So you couldn't really tell exactly what he was doing up there for some of the stuff. But but yeah, I mean, that's not really a kind of like a style of music that I would sit and listen to very much. But like Actually, for all the times I go to a club, which is like freaking never. But if I did, like I would enjoy his stuff. Like it'd be fun to dance to, I think. Yeah. Actually, when he was done like getting ready to play the song. Like, the actual songs themselves, I actually kind of dug. Yeah. But some of it just felt unfinished. Well, and that's kind of the hard thing with that style. And I felt that when we saw Ed Sheeran, too, like, because he's building the songs as he's playing them. So, like, when you're, when you're, listening, to the, when you're listening to the album, he, it's all put together already. He's already built the loops and whatever. And so, like, maybe not as much with Ed Sheeran because he's pretty – his show's pretty he's, tight. He's but. more adept at, at putting it together now. But I actually disagree a little bit in that Ed, even though you knew he was building the song, it still had more energy and more. I, I felt more engaged in what he was doing than I did with this kid. Yeah, because it was more like, 
hey, I'm going to spend five minutes building everything. And then, oh, hey, here's the song. But now nobody cares anymore because it's been too you, long. He lost yeah, us. Yeah, because any momentum that he built it was from all one song to the next, you, you would lose it because it's, hey, I'm building my song, building my song, building my song. Now I'm going to play my song. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then that's when you go right to your next song and you just pick it up. And then but he has then to build it again. Hey, nope. I'm going to build me a song today. <laughs> that second guy I hated a lot. I, I honestly can't remember a single thing James Vincent McMorrow sang. I don't remember anything that he sang except he sang in the falsetto a lot. Oh, yeah. You're, def- you're over that. I hate that. Like, it's one thing if you use it a little bit. Like... That's totally fine. And there are some men, like Justin Timberlake, I think, can get away with doing it pretty well. There's, I don't what know. What about Tommy Timberlake? <laughs> can Tommy Timberlake get away with it? We are watching way too much Parks and Rec. Um, and there's probably other people, too, but I'm not super familiar with pop music, I Dustin guess. But Jones. like, Yeah, Dustin Jones, for sure. There's nothing that drops panties like Dustin Jones with the falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway. Um, Actually, I think that should be my rapper name. Pan. <laughs> T. Joppa. Cricket. Cricket. Um, thanks for <laughs> thanks for just rolling with it there. Appreciate that. Just yep. leave me hanging out to dry. That's my job as your wife. Um, Appreciate you. So anyway, like he sang way too much in the high register stuff. And like, well, he did say he was sick. So that may have been part of it. But like, he just didn't have the voice. It was boring. It was too much of the same thing. And it, and none of their songs were engaging to me. Like, maybe if I listened to this, honestly, like, at this point, I wouldn't go back and listen to a CD. Like, maybe had I known them before and then li- saw them live, they might have, I don't know, like, it may have changed how I felt about their music. But generally, like, I don't really know if I like a band or not until I see them live. Like, I may be, I may think that they're good or whatever, but I'm not a fan until I see them live. Like Foo Fighters, combina- what made me a fan of Foo Fighters was two things. Wasting Light, which is a ridiculous album that, like, that is a career album that is on par with any great rock album, I would say, in the in, in the history of rock. Like, that's a, probably a bold statement yeah, to me. Yeah, bitch. But that is a, it is a brilliant album. Like, it is an accomplished album. And so, and, and, they were rewarded for that. I mean, they were nominated for a million Grammys, not that Grammys are, you know, whatever, but like, I mean, that album was really, really good. So anyway, that, and then also right after that album came out, shut up. We went, I'm tired. It's been a long weekend. You're the one who wanted to do the podcast. Shut up. We have to, we have to feed the beast. Okay. Well, shut up and let me finish talking. I could have been done two minutes ago now. So annoying. So anyway, the Wasting Light album, one, and then two was seeing them live for the first time right after that album came out. Those two things are what really won me over. And even though I would say that, like, I liked their show that we saw at the BOK, I've seen a lot of shows. And so, like, to me, it doesn't rank as one of, like, the best shows I've ever seen, even though it was really good. And I know for you, you probably feel a little like it's probably one of your favorite shows. But... I'm trying not to touch myself thinking about it. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much I like it. I mean, it was really good, but like it wasn't there was some maybe part of it for me is just being in a stadium and being far away because we were up pretty high. Like those things take me out of it a little bit. I still thought they were really good. Like they're so tight live and whatever. But anyway, that I'm getting off track. But um 
I'm going to just cut you off because you're putting everyone to sleep. No, I, I, I know. I'm a music nerd. But let me just finish with this and why I brought it up. Please. It's so like, I didn't, even though the Foo album was really good, Wasting Light was really good, what really, what really made me a fan is seeing them live and seeing them really do that stuff live and they're engaging live and whatever. And so this- Because Dave Grohl is a goddamn rock god. He, he really- he he is like he's one of those guys that you just think at some point he's gonna do something that's like he's not really as cool as he seems to be, and he just is. A- he broke his fucking leg and he's still the coolest dude in the room. Yeah, like he's sitting in a fucking chair so high on pills that he designed the coolest concert apparatus <laughs> of all time, and he's just like, here, let me just rock your face off while I sit here. In this ridiculous Game of Thrones Foo Fighter chair with lights, and has to have his little leg up and everything, and yeah, that's pretty cool. We're, we'll we'll get more into that in a minute. Yeah. Um. So anyway, enough with that. What was that guy's name? Even James James Mc- Vincent McMorrow. Yeah, like I didn't really give a crap about him, and I wouldn't really even bother to listen to his stuff. One cool thing I liked about where we were sitting is we were off to we were stage what right? Yeah. So we had an angle. And the angle was perfect to see across to stage left. Yeah, that was which super cool. meant that we were watching Marcus Mumford and I can't think of the other dude's name. I think Ted was out there most of the time, and I think Winston was there too. So Winston's the he's got long hair now. He used to play mostly banjo, but does lead guitar now. But to see Marcus and the guys supporting the other acts, standing out there, watching them play, and watching Marcus Mumford get into it yeah. as these guys are playing. it was That was really cool. Yeah, because like, for those of you who aren't Mumford nerds like we are, like the whole deal behind Gentlemen of the Road is that they go into this smallish town and kind of take it over, and Mumford handpicks the bands that are on the, on, on the bill, and they pick bands that they want to see, that they want to hang out with. And so... They really, I mean, they said it when they were in Guthrie three years ago, like they watched every, um, they watched every band that played. And so I think that they did that again, you know, like, I I mean, they probably got most of them anyway. So, so yeah, like it's kind of their, it is their baby. It's like their whole thing. Like they, I know they work with people to pull it all off or whatever, but, um, it's pretty, it's a pretty cool deal. And like. I felt like this one was organized really well. Like there was good, um, there was quite a bit. It seemed like there were more food options and beverage options and stuff like that. And nice thing, Walla Walla's drinking water is actually palatable. It was. It's so really it's, good. It's a dumb thing to be excited about, but to be able to open the faucet and just drink the water. It was so. Good. I don't have a problem doing that here, but I in, do in Oklahoma or back in Oklahoma. But. I will say, the spoke the Walla Walla water, Walla Walla water. That's not easy to say. Hard to say. So overall, it sounds like the attendance was north of twenty two thousand. Oh really? So that is very very cool. Mm-hmm. I've I've read reports that it brought in over nine million dollars in revenue to the town. That's awesome. Which is huge for a small college town like Walla Walla it's I mean it doesn't have a huge economy and the thing one of the things that I really enjoyed was how many local businesses got into the spirit of everything almost every single business had either some sort of decoration or 
you know, was trying to play into everything that was going on. So that was really cool. So that takes us to the third band of the evening, which I'm going to guess is either your second or third favorite thing that was on the, the docket. Yeah. Well, I would say third favorite. Um, just that, because, of course, is a band called Dawes. Right. And just because I don't know their music that well yet, but I'm really, I, I need to dig into them more. And I think what I really like about them is not necessarily even like, I mean, I think their songs are like, like melody wise and stuff are, are good, but his lyrics are really good. And like where I first, I, I know I had heard of Dawes, but where I really, really first learned about the lead singer at least was from the new basement tapes, which if you haven't checked out, you should, they're really good. It's a really good compilation album. Um, I won't go into all the details of that because I bore everybody with it all the time because it's really, really good album. But anyway, um, his stuff... It's basically like a 24-song album where it's a bunch of artists, including Marcus Mumford, the guy from Dawes, Elvis Costello, to name a few, that recorded songs that were written by Bob Dylan. It was someone found a box of Dylan lyrics... Right. And so then these guys went and said, hey, let's put this together. So they recruited these musicians. There's a great documentary about it that you can find on Showtime. So maybe it's on YouTube or something or you can download it, buy it on iTunes. That really get into everything. And it, it, it was really great. The album itself, top notch. Right. So I and summed so, it up in two minutes in something that would have taken you 15. I know. Thank you. Um, but the Dawes guy, I think his first name is Taylor. Anyway, his his songs on there were some of my favorite songs. Like I really... Um, I really liked his stuff on there. I like the way he thinks about music. I like the way he crafts that he crafts the way he crafts a song. And so um, it kind of made me want to get into them more. And then once I kind of heard about that, then I found out like so. My friend Hanson is we we share a lot of musical. Excuse me, your friend Hanson. Our friend Hanson. Sorry, um, we share a lot of the same musical tastes. He goes. He ranges a little bit heavier than me generally, but like. Um, the the mellow stuff he likes the same stuff. I totally didn't. <laughs> you'll have to cut all this. I'm, this is why I'm not a professional, no. Jones. Um, technical difficulties yeah. will always be the ruin of me. <laughs> but so I was just really excited to get to see them live because um, I I haven't listened to a lot of their music yet, so that would make them. That's probably why they would be number three on my of my favorite shows that we saw. Um, just because. I didn't know a lot of their stuff yet, so I couldn't really get like I knew um, things happen. I love that song; they're playing it all the time on the spectrum and stuff. But in that, the Dawes performance was the first cool, like, surprisey sort of thing of the of the show for the weekend. And that is one of the songs on the record is a song that the guy from Dawes and Marcus Mumford do together. And so at one point. Brings Marcus Mumford up on stage, and they do the song together. And that was a very cool moment that a lot of people got excited about. Yeah, we, we popped pretty big for that. Yeah, we were big fans. So that brings us to a very great part of the evening, but I'm not going to lie, slightly disappointing part of the evening. Yeah. Well, I think the hard thing is that when you see Foo Fighters, like there was just kind of a big thing that, oh, you'll have to cut that out. I'll, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, 
Look, when you see Foo Fighters, you expect them to do a few hours. I mean, they've been a band for 20 years. They have a lot of albums. They have a lot of songs. And even if they just played their hits, like, that's a lot of songs. Right. So, and they don't just play those. Like, they play some deep cuts, and sometimes they do covers, which they did, um, which they did last night. But I feel like the covers, I feel like they lost, they lost their crowd when they went into their three their three song covers their three cover songs that were i mean they were like 10 minutes long each and what was weird is that like they kind of did one and they're like hey so who wants to have a cake party blah and everyone cheered and then like he started they started playing the songs and then people were kind of like oh Meh. Like and we want a keg would, party with Foo Fighters say, songs, and then it would say, "Are we gonna? Are we gonna keep going? Yeah!" And then they'd go into another one and be like, eh. "Yeah," because you, you could kind of see the mass exodus starting to happen during the. And it wasn't because they weren't good. It just I think they well, just under pressure. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I just I think that it just it was a miscalculation. Yeah, and I, I think, think they were having fun. Oh, absolutely! And I think they were really drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, Pat dumped champagne all over his guitar and then cleaned it up with the guitar on, just rubbing a towel over the guitar. That was pretty just, funny. It was hilarious. That's a very Pat Smear sort of thing to do. I I would like to be Pat Smear for a day. Yeah. I, I, he I is want, an interesting fellow. I want to walk around in his brain and just see what's going on because that motherfucker's always smiling and just... he He is like... He looks like he's constantly in a state of drunken high euphoria. Yeah. And I think or he's just always up to mischief. Like there's just he's always up to some sort of malarkey. He's always up to shenanigans. Inde- indeed. So I think it should have been obvious from the start that because they set the tone early by the first three songs that they played, which was three big hits like oh, the old hits. Yeah. And like songs that even if you don't really know Foo Fighters that well, you would probably know those songs. Right. I can't remember even what they were, though, honestly. I'm so tired at this point. I, I can barely keep my eyes open. That drives me crazy when I can't remember. We're old. I feel like The Pretender was one of the first ones. Uh, did they play? What did they play first? Did they play Monkey Wrench first? No, they played Monkey Wrench later. Thankfully, there's a bunch of internet nerds out here, and I just looked it up real quick. So <laughs> I can't believe that I can't remember these names. But it was Everlong, Monkey Ranch, and then Learn to Fly were their first three songs. Which pretty much, like, those are pretty widely Great known songs. songs. Great I songs. love those songs. And they were played well, and they, I mean, they rocked. Dave was just doing his thing. Then he kind of does the, hey, we're the Foo Fighters, blah, 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 blah. And then they go in, they did something from nothing, the pretender, and then they did big me, which I think they haven't done big me in concert in like 12 years or something. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not a song they do very often. Then they did congregation and walk, which are congregation is off the newest album is one of my favorite songs off the new album. Yeah. Then they did one of your favorite songs, which is walk. Yep. And then they did uh, cold day in the sun, which is a song that you hate. I hate that song. Do you hate the song or do you hate Taylor singing? No, I just think it's a weak song, which is hilarious because I read this thing. It's like top 145 Foo Fighter songs that like, I don't know if Alt Press did it or somebody did it. Spin maybe. I don't remember. But they put Cold Day in the Sun up like in the top 20. 
was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, that song doesn't even make the top 145 for me. Yeah. <laughs> but is teach it, their is own. Is it possible? They only played 19 songs? Well, they played, like, a long so, time. So I, so I got, I drove a thousand, I drove 1,500 miles for a Foo Fighters show, and I got 15 Foo Fighters songs. I got one song for every 100 miles that I drove. <laughs> And then I got, because we got, uh, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. They played, yeah, that's right. Then they played In the Clear, which is the song that was about New Orleans. And they got uh, the horn players from Mumford, which was awesome, which was a cool little thing. Yeah. Then they did their three covers. They did Under Pressure uh, by Queen and, Ro- and David Bowie, Miss You by the Rolling Stones, and Breakdown by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Meh. Which I liked Breakdown. Like, I like that song generally, so I'm a Tom Petty fan. But. And then they went into uh, more uh, great songs. They did All My Life, These Days, Outside, This Is a Call, and Best of You. All really good songs. Yeah. But they did a ton of, they left off a ton of songs that I really like. So, like, I would say if there's a disappointment, because Wasting Light is my favorite album, they only did two, did they only do one? They did, they did Walk. I think that's it. And... Uh, yes. So that was a a disappointment for me because I really liked that album. I would have And they only did two songs off the new album. Yeah. And so and I like the new album too. So I would have loved to hear more of the new album stuff. And I, honestly like I think with the crowd that was there because they're a majority a, a Mumford crowd, like they're not a lot of, I mean there was there was crossover. I mean we we fall into both categories. But like a lot of the people there didn't really know Foo Fighters very well. I will tell you because I'm I go on the uh, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters actually has a, have a message board on their website, and I went on there a couple different times after it was announced. There was so much. I can't believe they're going to go play this. We hate Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons are garbage and all this stuff. I was just like, damn. Like yeah. I think if if Dave and these guys thought that, that they wouldn't be going there. So maybe you should just pump the brakes. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but I think Mumford kind of got a bad rap of being like a hipstery band and like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. But yeah. So, I mean, I would have, cause I would have loved to hear like, um, the New York song that I am a river or whatever. I love that song. And, um, I would have loved to hear, um, like subterranean and stuff like I like all those songs so but because I think that would have maybe played better with the Mumford crowd because they were more mellow songs and they would have been I don't know but in any case like I mean their food they do what they do I mean they they put on a good show they're entertaining for sure and um and stuff but it wasn't like it wasn't mind-blowing it was it was good it wasn't mind-blowing yeah and I should have I should have known better and I should have managed my expectations a little bit more knowing that it's it's a festival set it's not their arena set. Right. I should have, you know, thought about it a little bit more, but I don't know. It's 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 not fair. I mean, I was a little bit disappointed, but I still got to see fucking Foo Fighters live. Right. Which is amazing and the right. show if you if I take out the expectations that I had and just look at it from a pure like musical rock show, it was super fun. They they played really well. 
It was a good time. So, I mean, thumbs up, definitely. I just... It was my own fault for having over... Way over my expectations. And I'm guessing they had some sort of curfew, like... You guys have to be done by this time. Yeah, because both nights the bands were done by like 11.30. So I think that they must have had to be done by 11.30. And just to go back to your point about where Cold Day in the Sun is ranked, it was Spin Magazine that ranked them. Cold Day in the Sun is ranked number 32. Oh, okay. I was wrong. But but still, that's pretty it's high. Only, it's only two spots below two spots below Rope. Yeah. Which is an awesome song. Yeah. Like, I didn't really agree with their list at all. Like, they had Walk Way Too High. They had Rope Way Too High. Um, they had Arlandria, which is one of my favorite songs. And I should have known. Like, basically... Let It Die is 35. All My Life is 36. Yeah. Those are both better. And, like, Everlong was number one. And I feel like that's, like... I feel like... Um, Erase Replaces number 40 should be way higher. Um, and I feel like... Um, like one of these days and times like these, like those are songs that like they were high up on the list, but I feel like times like these is the best song that they have written. Like, I think Dave thinks that, I mean, he said that a little bit in interviews, but like, it's got my all time favorite lyric ever. I'm a new day rising. I'm a brand new sky to write the stars upon tonight. I love that lyric. I think it is, it is my all time favorite song lyric ever. And so like that, that and Walk are probably my two favorite songs and sometimes Pretender. It kind of depends. But any in any case, like, I love Everlong, but I didn't, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I kind of felt like that list was kind of BS, but. I am kind of excited that Congregation is number 15. That is, I love that song a yeah, lot. I like that song too. So that was Foo Fighters. I mean, tiny bit disappointed, but overall, great. I love that I got to see Dave live again. He brought it as he always does. Yeah. It was a super fun show. He's really a great front man. Like, his so now bo- the hope is that we get to go hopefully see him at least one more time. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get to see him two more times. Since September, they play Oklahoma City and Wichita. Back-to-back nights. It's not a far drive. So we'll see what we'll happens. We'll see what we can do. I'm sorry, you were saying about him being a great front man. No, like, I just think, like, I felt that the first time we saw him, I was like, who knew? The little guy from, the little drummer from Nirvana was such a, like, because, well, I wasn't, I was a Nirvana fan, but I was more Pearl Jam and Soundgarden back in the day. Um, But, like, I just never would have pictured him being such a dynamic front man. Because he just always kind of seemed kind of shy. He always hung back and everything. But, I mean, he's definitely come into his own in Foo Fighters. So, he's got his own thing going. But. So, we, so that was the end of the night. Right. Getting out of there was like a thundering herd of cattle. Just, <laughs> I will say, for all the stuff I was happy about and the way that everything was managed there, the light situation. Not enough Getting lighting. from the festival ground out to the parking lot there's great lights at the parking lot there's great lighting within the festival ground itself but it was you know it was a long i mean it was probably two or three hundred yard walk at least longer than that i think it was probably like half a mile i mean but from from where the bad lighting was oh yeah it was probably three maybe four hundred yards of not well lit the first night now the second night i will say they had a few more lights out there and made it a lot better yeah but that first night, I mean, I you know have to 
crack open the uh, the old flashlight on the iPhone just so you can see where you're going. You don't want to roll your ankle because it was we were basically walking through like the back end of an athletic field. Yeah, and so there was uneven terrain and stuff, and so we got that was the nice part. Able to hop back on a bus, we were back at our hotel. I think from the time we got out of the festival grounds over to the bus to when we were at our hotel the first night was 10 minutes. Yeah, it was really fast. So that was awesome. So we got back to the hotel. We decided we need to make a Safeway run. Indeed. So we needed ice cream. We did. We deserved ice cream. It was a long day. It was a long day. Got some delicious pineapple. Mm. Pineapple is amazing. So good. So that brings us to yesterday. Well, today. Well, what time is it? It's after midnight, so technically it's yesterday. For what we were really all waiting for, the culmination of this huge event, which is the main event of Mumford and Sons. Yes. the The show, the music, the music yesterday started much earlier than when we arrived. Yeah. There were. Let's see. We didn't see Jeff the Brotherhood. We didn't see Blake Mills. We didn't see the Tune Yards. We saw. We got heard what one song of the vaccines? Yeah, like one and a half songs, maybe. Which I'm kind of bummed about because I liked them in Guthrie. They're kind of punky, and it, I, like that. I think it would have been good to get there. But I think after Friday night and how we kind of run ourselves, we kind of ran ourselves ragged a little bit on yeah. Thursday and Friday. Plus and the so, drive out there, exactly. And, yeah. So we made the call. We're going to hang out at the hotel, rest. We went and scored ourselves some amazing sweet basil pizza pizzeria deliciousness. Yeah, like if you are in Walla Walla, you should have sweet basils I, pizza. It's I would seriously consider going the, the hour and a half out of the way to pick some up on the way home. <laughs> I would seriously consider it. Although I don't think we're going to go up and around that way on the way home. But who knows? I could be convinced. <laughs> oh, it but was really good. When we did get there, we got to see Jenny Lewis, who I, had some moments, but overall, not great. No, like, I kind of find her boring. Like, I think her voice is really weak. And so, like... Every, she just sang everything kind of flat. Yeah, she just doesn't have, like... I. I mean, she's kind of a quirky singer-songwriter girl, like, and kind of poppy, but kind of country. She's kind of this weird amalgamation of, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just flashed back to what, um, Parks and Rec, wasn't it, the amalgamation? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, I will say, that that was the big, the mo- the thing I was most... I don't know if disappointed is the right word to say. The biggest difference in this stopover versus the Guthrie stopover was the strength of the undercard. Yeah, it wasn't as good this time. Because you go back and there's no no Haim on this bill. There's no Alabama shakes. Right. Foo Fighters a million times better than Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros as the co-headliner. But then... After that, it's, I mean, I think I get why they brought the Flaming Lips, who was the, the, who went on before Mumford, but the Flaming Lips show does not translate to that kind of a venue. One, it was light out, so you can't get the full effect of like the kind of psychedelic trippy sort of stuff that they would do. 
there if it could have maybe had some light show aspect to it that you could have seen and things like that, I think it would have been a different thing. Yeah. So overall, just okay. I don't really I don't really like, care about the Flaming Lips. Well, I think they're more of like an experience. Like they're they're one of those bands that like you want to say you have seen like cuz they're a concert experience. And so like they're entertaining, they're funny, they're weird, like I think they've done a lot of psychedelic drugs, like lots of shrooms and stuff. Like I can I can certainly see the appeal. Yeah. I just don't think that their act translated well to this festival. Yeah. That may be true. For given the venue and the way things are set up and the time of day that they play and stuff like that, I right. just don't think those aspects that they bring, those positives, don't think translated really well into into the show. Right. So that brought us to Mumford. Wow, that was annoying. That was really annoying. I now understand why everyone hates Mumford, because we just did that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we just made 20 or 30 more um, Mumford haters. Probably more like 10. Come on. <laughs> I have a way huger listenership. Tens of people are going tens to hear this, Jones. Tens and tens of people. <laughs> I'll have you know. That I am huge in the Russian Federation, okay? <laughs> like three percent of my total plays comes from Russia. So what up, Russia? I don't I don't understand why people in Russia would listen to this. I'm happy that they do. I'd love to hear from you. Seriously. Drop a line. Hit me up on Twitter, uh, at Dustin P. Jones or at Jogpod. Uh send us an email jogpod at gmail dot com. I'd love to hear what made you think to listen to the show or how you found it or what you think. Or maybe Fuck, who knows? Vladimir Putin may just use it for torture. That's true. That might be what's and, happening. In which case, President Putin, what's up? <laughs> Try putting a fucking shirt on once in a while, though. Come on now. <laughs> Although that picture you took that was on John Oliver with the cute puppy, well done, sir. Mm, indeed. Anyway. Anyway, back to Mumford. Mumford. They put on a fun show. I didn't like the way the show was paced. No, like... It got a little boring. Yeah. Like, the hard thing with Mumford is so they have three full releases. <laughs> <laughs> Total elimination. Total elimination. Complete elimination. Um, they have, they have three full-length albums. And they have some EPs and stuff from before. I'll show but you a full-length album. Anyway, um, I'm such a perv. That is more like an EP, actually. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, the first two albums, I mean, most people, if you have any familiarity with Mumford, are pretty, even like the up-tempo-y sort of stuff on them, are pretty mellow still. Like, I mean, it's it's banjo and acoustic guitar, for God's sake. I mean, there's not a lot of, you know, like, scream your head off, jump around sort of stuff they have going on. Um, But... The new stuff, like, I was really excited to see how they would integrate that and how they would use that to their advantage in the live show setting because, like, the new the new album is way more high-paced and way more rock-based, and so it's more interesting. Um, so I was really hoping that they would take the new, the new album songs that are really high-paced and stuff and really use that... To build energy because I felt like the whole crowd was so excited to see them. I mean, they were there for them and they were ready. They were just waiting to explode like they were waiting to just 
the energy was like you could feel it you know and like i felt like mumford did everything that they could to just kill that energy like it was so like you just start to get going and then like the show would just stop and then like the middle third of the show was like uh, like i'm i can't believe this but i'm actually kind of bored yeah i was like i don't it was just disappointing and yeah. I think they were probably a little too drunk. Yeah, I think that that's part of it for sure. Or and they were a little, you know, it is Washington after all. There yeah. was. Can I just? Can we just talk, stop and talk for a second? Holy crap! There was a lot of weed. Oh my god! <laughs> so much weed. Like I don't think I'm. Gonna, it's going to take me a while to be used to that. To, because obviously at a concert it's not unusual to smell weed. Like no. that's not unusual. But for people to just be blatantly walking around with like a huge dube, like. What? I literally, <laughs> I literally saw this happen. Standing where we were for night two, I see two police officers walk toward me on my right. In my peripheral vision, going the other way, were four kids. Couldn't have been, if they were 19, barely. Right. I see the, the trail girl in the group stop, pull a pipe you take a huge rip <laughs> below the smoke as the cops walk by. I was just like, "That's a whole new world." Shit, <laughs> that's a whole new world we're living that in. That is the Obama's America I can get behind. <laughs> God damn it! Now, for anyone that may be listening and curious, we did not partake. No, we work for companies that that is frowned upon because it not is just not frowned legal. upon. You will be fr- right. you will be fired. It. You are not allowed to do that. We did not do that. Hopefully, there was not enough residual in the air because... <laughs> it was pretty the, strong at the times. The first night, if I hadn't known that there were fires blowing smoke into Walla Walla, I would have thought it was the smoke from all of the people at the campground just getting lit. Yeah. There's a small part of me that was jealous because <laughs> I think it would be fun. Maybe it wouldn't have been quite as boring in the middle if we were ripped maybe maybe that I've was never the really point. done that maybe so that was I the point know. everyone that that middle part was mellow for all the people that were super high maybe like the thing and we talked about it a little bit um early well not on this but like we've talked about it before that like when mumford does their live stuff we've seen that this this is the third time now that we've seen them live and some of their songs tend to slow down live like um little lion man like they slow that way down into the chorus than the recorded version that you've heard and like some of the other songs. And it felt like several of the songs were a step slow. And so that also well, killed I said their that energy. To you yeah. At first. And you were like, Oh no, 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 I don't think so. I think. And then you're like, well, they do tend to slow it down. And then it got noticeable. Yeah. Like it was, I think they were too drunk. A <laughs> little bit too drunk because well, like well, what Dave had said at the Foo Fighters show is that they have a rule that they don't, they're not allowed to start drinking until an hour before the show because they're professionals. Right. And uh, they were professionals. Just... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and they had started drinking at like two o'clock in the afternoon Correct. or something like that. For, so... for an 830 set time. Right. So they were pretty trashed by the time the. But they're classy drinkers. I wonder how many bottles of champagne pack goes through. I don't know. It's got to be a lot. Dave likes whiskey, I think. Yeah. Dave, Dave, Dave likes his whiskey. But so I wonder what Mumford, I would see Mumford as being, well, either like 
like a dark beer or like some sort of brown liquor, I would yeah, think. Yeah, I would, I would imagine. Anyway. But it's Washington, so you never know what they were also enjoying. That's true. That is very true. But I will say they did pick it up the last third of the set. Yeah. It, it was fun. The thing where they had everybody turn their lights on on their phone, that was fucking cool. Yeah. Because it, it's a different perspective because you see that a lot of times in arena shows. And so the lights kind of go up and around. But here it was just light straight back. And we were kind of in the middle. So you look back and it's just lights as far as you can see. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So it was a great experience. Overall, the weather was fantastic. It almost got a little bit chilly last night. Yeah. So that was crazy because it's friggin' August. It was really nice. It was nice. We had the wind yesterday, but that wind blew all the smoke out. So last night, it was just absolutely a perfect night for an outdoor show. Yeah. Mumford, overall, and really enjoyed the show. Little bored in the third, in the middle third, but... I mean, but, it's Mumford. They rock. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. And like what what I love about Mumford is that like those are it's four guys who are really like they were made to sing together. Like their voices blend so well. Like they and you can certainly hear that more on the old stuff, um, which is what really won me over when we saw them the first two times is like they're just they are so locked into each other. Their voices are so well suited to each other. And and as a singer, I just really appreciate that. And I love their songwriting. Like I love the way that they, that they build their songs and whatever. I think that they could have been smarter in how they did their set for sure. But I mean, even though like both of the headliners sets were slightly disappointing in some ways, like, I mean, it was still totally worth it. I mean, Without a doubt, I don't regret coming out for it. You know, no, like I think it all. was totally worth doing it. I concur. It was a great time. Yes, I would do it again. I I would imagine we will do it again. <laughs> I don't know that there will ever be a Foo Fighter Mumford show again. No, and that was honestly that's the reason that we went. I think, I think had this show not occurred the way it did, and it been Mumford and Foo, I think we probably would have looked at going to Waverly. Right. Which is a lot closer. Or Salida would have been closer, I think, too, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know. But I, the Flaming Lips co-headlined the Friday Night Show. That would have done nothing for me. <laughs> so, I think they'd be fun to see in the headlining slot. Who knows? But it was a great time. Yes. We enjoyed it. So it's going to be off to our next adventure. What do we have? What are we doing next? We are getting in a car and driving to Albany, Oregon. We are going to go enjoy Oregon. I have a feeling I'm going to set up a few other podcasts. Probably uh, tease those in upcoming shows. We'll do probably one more show talking about what we did in Oregon, the fun that we're going to have. I get a birthday party, number two, my second birthday party of the year. (laughs) So I'm excited for that. And... uh, should see some cousins. My cousin Andrew is going to rock out his Wally Q. So you can check that out on Facebook. If you're listening out in the Oregon area, my cousin is starting a barbecue business. It's called Wally Q. And he's getting that off the ground. So you can check that out. I believe he has a Facebook page. He does up. have a Facebook Go page. Go search that, Wally Q. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't had a chance to eat it yet. He's talked about it. He was here recently. Talked all about his barbecue. I mean, that's all we talked about practically. But that's good. It's, I like to see that he's passionate about something. 
Yeah, he's super excited about it. Because he, he has a job that he's not super excited about. I think he likes doing the work that he does, but I think at some point he's, you know, at some point you kind of got to be done doing like construction kind of work, right? Yeah. At some point your body just doesn't want to do it anymore. So we have that to look forward to. We'll get to check that out very soon. And then we will be back with more Just Another White Guys podcast live on the road. More coming up. We'll talk about all our adventures. Once again, honestly, we would love to hear from you. If you have questions, have something you want to talk to us about, ask us questions, have us answer questions, topics you want us to get into, we'll be happy to do that. Hit us up. Follow us. uh, Follow the show on Twitter at JogPod, J-A-W-G-P-O-D. Send us an email, jogpod at gmail.com. Or you can just contact us directly. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, as always, for enjoying these shows. Our listenership continues to grow. I'm so proud of that fact. And I couldn't do it without you guys supporting the show. So we'll have more on the road. Just another white guys podcast for Nikki Nick- Jones. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, you, Nikki are, Jones? you are clearly not a professional. I'm not a professional. For four, four, N- Nikki Jones. I'm Dustin Jones. This is just another white guys podcast. Always protect the five hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me against the world. Ooh.